Tonight, Christopher Lloyd adds another franchise to his belt. Picard finds a fellow time traveler to direct. Blue Beetle adds cast. Strange 2 is a long one and more. All that and more on this edition of Multiverse Tonight. Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 160 of Multiverse Tonight. I'm, of course, your host, Thomas Townley. And uh, not a lot to start out the uh, show with today. Of course, uh, everyone's talking about the Will Smith Chris Rock incident at the Oscars last night. Uh, I didn't watch the Oscars, I had better things to do. Plus, there was really nothing for me to care about at the show. Um, frankly, I do think Will Smith needs to apologize to Chris Rock, though. That was uncalled for. Um, other than that, I've been, we've been out gardening this weekend. We started with a brand new, uh, raised bed. It's three tiered cedar. They're very nice. Uh, but we're going to need more dirt for it. And, uh, also, uh, last week put together a brand new chair, which I'm staying in right now. It's nice, soft leather. It reclines, it has a uh, pull-out footrest, very nice, and it's also a month to Planet Comic Con, I'm looking forward to that course, you know, it's basically, it's my vacation, we're at, we're at, you know, we have a nice hotel room, you know, we're not in really too much of a hurry to do anything. I have nothing planned as of yet. I, had, you know, there are a few autographs I want to get, you know, but other words, other than that, it's you know, leisure time for me. But uh, other than that, let's go on to the Star Wars news. Roger, Roger. The Mandalorian has added a genre superstar to its ranks, Christopher Lloyd. He's been added to the show's third upcoming season. Now it's filming right now in Southern California. The character he will be is currently unknown, but it's being described as a guest star role, so we're guessing, what, maybe a couple appearances. Star Wars Celebration has confirmed C-3PO actor Anthony Daniels, Emperor Palpatine actor Ian McDermott, and Star Wars The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels actor Ashley Eckstein will be appearing at the event, which will be happening on May 26th. Now, uh, creative team guests uh, so far include Lucasfilm VP and Executive Creative Director Doug Chang, longtime Star Wars Celebration stage host and actor Amy Ratcliffe, stage host and sound designer David W. Collins, Star Wars actor Dan Zier, and the owner of Rancho Obi-Wan, Steve Sansqueed. And now, let's go on to the Star Trek news. (laughs) 
And we begin Star Trek news with another Back to the Future alum who's also been making news recently, save for this franchise, Star Wars, or Star Trek, I should say. Leah Thompson has directed episodes three and four of Star Trek Picard. Now Thompson spoke with the Hollywood Reporter about getting to direct the series. Thompson said with a laugh, quote, I'm an expert on time travel. There's a certain visual canon for time travel in Star Trek, so we try to respect, respect that, but also put our own spin on what it would be like to go back in time. Unquote. Now, the article says that she was a Trekkie since she was young, and that getting to be behind the camera for the series was a dream come true. Leah has also had high praise for Michelle Hurd's heartbreaking performance in the episode, saying, quote, That was really, really intense. And Michelle was amazing. Some of the takes she was really keening. And I was sobbing at the monitor. We chose a little bit quieter take, but each one was brilliant. So she really connected with that. I know fans are going to be sad. Eleanor was such a great addition to the crew, unquote. Well, hopefully uh, time will mend itself and Eleanor will come back to the living. Star Trek Strange New Worlds has made a rather strange announcement. A new James T. Kirk. Actor Paul Wesley from Tell Me a Story and Vampire Diaries that will be joining the series for Season 2. Paul will be the third actor to take the role in an official production behind William Shatner and Chris Pine. Wesley wrote on Twitter, quote, I am deeply humbled and still a little startled to have been given the honor of playing the inevitable James T. Kirk. Ever since I was a kid, I have been awed by the imaginative world Gene Roddenberry created. Recently, I boarded a flight to L.A. and discovered that the man in the empty seat net beside me was the one and only William Shatner, having himself just returned from space. Now, uh, I managed to say, I I could barely put two words together, but ultimately, I managed to say hello, and we chatted. I'm not one who usually believes in fate, but this was more than a coincidence, and of course, I had to get a picture. So thanks, Mr. Shatner, for the good company and for seeing us together. My thanks to the great bird in the sky. Can't wait to see you, can't wait for all of you to see our Captain Kirk on our screens. Unquote. Now, uh, in a follow-up statement, producers Ox Kurtzman, Akiva Goldsman, and Henry Alonzo Myers said, quote, Paul is an accomplished actor, an astonishing presence, and a welcome key addition to the show. Like all of us, he is a lifelong Star Trek fan, and we are excited by his interpretation of this iconic role. Unquote. Now, the big questions, of course, will be why and how. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. By the way, William Shatner just turned 91 years old. Star Trek Prodigy will be going worldwide in April. The animated show will debut in the UK, France, Spain, and Portugal and and Europe, and Singapore, Malaysia, and the Philippines in Asia, and in Nigeria and South Africa. The show will be launching via Nickelodeon in all those localities. The series follows a motley crew of young aliens who discover a Starfleet ship and must figure out how to work together while navigating a greater galaxy in search of a better future. Now, even though it's intended for the uninitiated, the series has been popular with many Trek fans, especially those with families. Star Trek The Motion Picture, the director's edition, will be making its long-awaited debut exclusively on Paramount+. Plus on April 5th, 2022, in celebration of First Contact Day. The film will be available to stream on Paramount Plus in 4K Ultra HD on supported devices and platforms. The newly restored film will be subsequently, will then subsequently arrive on 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray this September. 
And in addition, fans will have the opportunity to see the restored version of the motion picture director's edition in on the big screen for the first time when Fathom Events and Paramount Pictures brings it to theaters for an exclusive two-day event on May 22nd and May 25th. Now, tickets for that will go on sale on Friday, Friday, April 8th at fathomevents.com. Now, originally released in 1979, the motion picture became the fourth highest grossing movie of the year and earned three Academy Award nominations for visual effects, art direction, and original score. The film successfully launched the Star Trek franchise beyond the original television series, despite being rushed to theaters with incomplete special, special effects and forcing uh, various editing choices. Now, Robert Wise passed away in 2005 at the age of 91. Now, let's go on to the DC Comics news. Greg Berlanti, the creator of the Berlantiverse, sat down with the Hodd reporter and answered some questions. They asked him what he thought of his television legacy, and he answered, quote, People always talk about how many shows I have on the air. It's because I've had the opportunity to support a lot of other showrunners and help other people launch their dreams and tell their stories. In terms of the landscape of television, I've taken a lot of joy and a sense of fulfillment in changing the look in regards to certain characters and diversity in front of and behind the camera, and also the LGBT issues that mean so much to me. He also said that he was very happy with Discovery's merger with Warner Brothers, and when asked why superhero movies and shows were striking a chord right now, he replied, quote, People want heroes again, sort of like the old westerns, where you know who the good guys are and you know who the bad guys are. They're very aspirational, and technology has really caught up both on television and film in giving us the capacity to render these characters. DC's Blue Beetle movie has added some more new cast members. First off, George Lopez will be playing Uncle Rudy, Adriana Barraza will be playing Nana, Elfidia Carello will be playing Rocio, and Damien Alcazar will be playing Alberto. They join Zolo Marduena as Jamie Reeves, Brenna Mar- Marquezine, and, and Harvey Gillian. Now, director Andrew, Angel Mar- Manuel Soto told The Wrap, quote, Initially, my goal with finding the family was to be able to have an authentic group of people, not just as authentic on the Latino side, but authentic on the accents and authentic on the experience overall. It was very important for me to have the elders in the family to be from Mexico. And more more than just being from Mexico is honoring those amazing beloved actors from Mexico that have paved the way, not just in Latin America cinema, but also crossing over to the Anglo-Saxon community and late Latin American community in the United States. And then you have somebody on the younger side, the new blood that's coming in, like Beliza and Zolo. They're Mexican-American, and tying them with the guys that came before, which have a strong history of being born in Mexico, and then coming over to the U.S., being able to provide a Mexican family, a brown Mexican family, that embraces that level of authenticity. I think this cast allows us to have all of that. Unquote. Blue Beetle is set to be released theatrically on August 18th, 2023. The Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League game has been officially delayed. The game was originally supposed to be out this year, but now Rocksteady Games has pushed it to early 2023. The news came from Rocksteady director Sefton Hill via his Twitter, quote, We've made the difficult decision to delay Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League to spring 2023. I know a delay is frustrating, but that time is going into making the best game we can. 
I look forward to bringing the chaos to Metropolis together. Thanks for your patience. Unquote. The Batman director, Matt Reeves, has announced a spin-off comic based on his film's version of The Riddler and written by actor Paul Dano as well. The series will be titled Riddler Year One and will come out in October. The comic will be released under DC's adult-aimed black label and will have art by Steven Subic. Harvey Gillian's phone is ringing off the hook these days. Not only will he be in the Blue Beetle movie, the What We Do in the Shadows star will now lend his voice to HBO's Ma- HBO Max's Harley Quinn animated series as Nightwing. Harley Quinn follows the titular character voiced by Kelly Cuoco and her misadventures with Poison Ivy after Harley leaves her boyfriend, the Joker. It was recently announced that James Gunn will be playing himself in the new season of Harley Quinn. Seven-year-old Nadish VB from Tamil Nadu, India, recently broke a Guinness World Record for the most DC characters identified in one minute. VB named 60 characters in 60 seconds on February 19th this year. This broke the previous record of 52 characters in 60 seconds. Nadish told the India Times, quote, I really wanted to try on Marvel because I like Spider-Man, but everyone preferred DC, so I too agreed. It took around a month for me to prepare. Initially, it was all confusing, but as I started to learn, I began remembering the names. When I managed to set the record, I was elated. It was a great experience. I hope to break this record, too, sometime soon. Unquote. His mother, Esh Vajalakamashimi, explained, quote, He likes to watch cartoons and paste pictures of his favorite comic characters on the wall. When we discovered his interest, we thought, why not try a record on it? It was during the coaching that we realized that he had great memory power. The record for most Marvel characters identified in a minute is held by Laura Noonan of Sydney, Australia, who identified 88 total characters in one minute. Supernatural's Misha Collins will be playing Two-Face Harvey Dent for the CW's Gotham Knights series. The series, which will be written by Batwoman trio Chad Fivish, James Stotro, and Natalie Abrams, will follow, will follow the aftermath of Bruce Wayne's murder and his rebellious adopted son forging an unlikely alliance with the children of Batman's enemies when they are framed for killing the Cape Crusader. As the city's most wanted criminals, this renegade band of misfits must fight to clear their names. But in a Gotham with no dark night to protect it, the city descends into its most dangerous as it's ever been. However, hope comes from the most unexpected places as this team of mismatched fugitives will become the next generation of saviors known as the Gotham Knights. Collins joined previously announced series regulars Fallen Smythe, Taylor DeChara, Oscar Morgan, Olivia, Reese, Olivia Rose Keegan, and Navia Robinson. Now let's go over to the Marvel News. We'll be back after a quick break. You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little you mean? Yeah, yeah, we all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah. 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 Hey, me, me, just, me. Yo, look, look, We all artists, man. We go you feel me? We gonna have this like Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit. Right now. With this I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for real. For oh, I gotta lie, don't play with it. Don't play with it. No. Take that shit serious. 
Marvel is developing a Nova Limited series or movie for Disney Plus with Moon Knight writer Sabir Prasada. Nova first appeared in a 1976 issue of Super Adventures as a member of the intergalactic police force known as the Nova Corps, for which he gained superhuman abilities including enhanced strength, flight, and resistance to injury. Now, while the main character didn't have many run-ins with some of the main figures of the current or past MCU, he did have some battles with the Skrulls, who have big parts in recent or upcoming Marvel projects, including Captain Marvel and the limited series Secret Invasion. Well, you'll want to find a theater with recliner seats or really cushy seating if you want to get through Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness intact. According to Brazilian ticket site Ingresso, the movie will run for 148 minutes. That's nearly two and a half hours the length of Spider-Man No Way Home. Marvel Studios' Echo series for Disney Plus looks to have found its director. Sydney Friedland, the director of episodes of FX's Reservation Dogs, posted on her Instagram a cattle call notice for background actors of all races, ethnicities, and ages with an interest in casting Native Americans, First Nations, and Indigenous peoples. Filming will take place in or around Peachtree City, Georgia, between mid-April and the end of August of this year. The, star sh- the show stars Aliqua Cox and has yet to be given a release date. James Gunn is claiming that the Guardians of the Galaxy Holly special is the best thing he's ever done. The director talked to RadioTimes.com and told them, quote, The Holly special is the greatest thing I've ever done in my life. It's totally ridiculous and every day we can't believe what we're making it. That we're making it. We all completely love it. It is unlike anything that anyone's ever seen before. I can't wait for people to see it. And it's out pretty soon. You know, it's out this Christmas. It's not like people have that long. Unquote. The Marvel Times, re- or excuse me, the Seattle Times reports that a rare piece of Marvel history, a publisher's annotated copy of the first Marvel comic book, sold at auction last week for, get this, $2.4 million. The book... Marvel Comics number 1, published in 1939, is so valuable because it's known as the pay copy, which is in which the publisher recorded the payments he owed to the illustrators, said Stephen Fischler, CEO of Comic Connect, an online comic auction house. Fischler declined to identify the buyer, but said that the winner of the auction was a longtime comic collector in his 40s who lived outside the United States. He loved the connection of the copy and the story of how it was found. Three days after the uh, Fischler said about the auction, three days later. Now, for collectors, comics contain, containing the first appearance of superheroes like Batman and Spider-Man are really precious. A 1962 copy of Amazing Fantasy number 15 featuring Spider-Man's debut sold last year for $3.6 million and was believed to be a record. In January, a... In January, a buyer spent $3.18 million for 1938 copy of Action Comics No. 1, which featured Spider- Superman's debut. Now let's go on to the geek news. A Voltron live-action movie is in the works and is being shopped around the various studios. Ross and Marshall Thurber, the filmmaker behind Netflix's Red Notice, is attached to co-direct and direct the movie. 
Warner Brothers, Universal, and Amazon are among the contenders for the movie. Netflix, the home to the Voltron Legendary Defenders series, is not. Now, Voltron is based on the Japanese sci-fi series Beast King Go Lion and Kiku Kante Daijur XV. Now, uh, World Events then edited and dubbed the series as a syndicated show, titling it Voltron, Defender of the Universe, which ran in the mid-80s. Now, the premise centered on five young pilots in a battalion named the Robot Lions, which are vehicles that join together to form a mega-robot known as Voltron. Spider-Man No Way Home was the big winner, the Critics' Choice Super Awards with three wins. Now, the wins went to actors Andrew Garfield and Willem Dafoe, as well as Best Superhero Movie. Meanwhile, Daniel Craig and his final Bond film, No Time to Die, nabbed two wins for the action movie categories, while Dune took home two wins in the sci-fi fantasy film categories. And, over on the TV front, Netflix's Squid Games and Disney's WandaVision nabbed three wins each, including wins for squad game actors Lei Zhang Jai and Ho Jian in the Best Action Series category, and WandaVision's Elizabeth Olsen and Katherine Hahn in the Best Superhero Series category. Both series won Best Best Series in their respective categories. And you can look at all that on our, in our show notes. Meanwhile, the Razzie Awards were given out for the worst Hollywood had to put out this past year. In the, and I'll just uh, name them off right here. Worst Picture went to Diana the Musical, the Netflix version. Worst Actor went to LeBron James for Space Jam, A New Legacy. Worst Actress went to Gianna DeWall for Di- Diana the Musical. Worst Supporting Actress went to Judy Kane as both Queen Elizabeth and Barbara Cartland for Diana the Musical. Worst Supporting Actor went to Jared Leto for House of Gucci. Worst Performance by Bruce Willis in the 2021 movie went to Bruce Willis in Cosmic Sin. Worst Screen Couple went to LeBron James and any Warner Brother character or Time Warner product he dribbled on in the Space Jam. Uh, worst Ripoff, leg- r- worst, r- worst Remake, Ripoff, or Sequel went to Space Jam, A New Legacy. Worst Director went to Christopher Ashley for Diana Musical. Diana Musical also went also got worst screenplay. Uh, congratulations to all the winners. And uh, of course, last night was the Oscars. Coda won for Best Picture. Uh, Jessica Chastain won for Actress in a Leading Role for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Will Smith uh, won for King Richard. Won for won the uh, Actor Best Leading Role. Uh, also, No Time to Die won original song for music. Uh, Coda won for adapted screenplay writing. Belfast won for original screenplay writing. Uh, costume design went to Cruella. And animated feature film went to Encanto. Dune picked up visual effects, cinematography, production design, film editing, music original score, and best sound. And there were several other winners as well. You can uh, check those out on our show notes. And that brings us to the end of this edition, finally. Uh, now, please check us out on social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to contribute financially, uh, check our show notes, uh, buy us a new computer, visit our Public store, and so much more. Head on over to the brand new MultiverseTonight.com. If you're a subscriber, please be sure to share us with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music, Lobo Loco for our outro theme music. Thanks for watching this edition of Multiverse Tonight. 
We'll be back in two weeks with more sci-fi and comic book news. Now please exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Baked Genre Productions. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. Let's try this record.